0: loved ones. Welcome back to the Sad Girls Podcast. Love and appreciate you for joining us here again. This week we'll be talking about mental health. More like metal health.
1: Okay, um, before we get started, I just want to give a few quick shout outs to Julia L and Maddie and for sharing our podcast on their Instagram story. If you want to be given a shout out on our podcast, go ahead and share us and tag us. Um, we also want to give a huge shout out and thank you to Mr. Wong802. He left us a glowing review on Apple Podcasts. Our first review, um, I honestly cried. Um, it was the most amazing moment of my life reading your review, Mr. Wong802. So thank you so much for your support. And on that note, Um, If you hate us or like us or love us, then leave a review on Apple Podcasts so um, we can get rich and famous and maybe invite you on our yacht. But whether or not you get an invite is TBD.
2: And I just want to say that um, I had said that everyone would be given a juicy shout out.
1: And here we are giving you a juicy shout out. For some reason I thought you were going to say I just had sex. And I, I did. Was, too. <laughs> I was hearing the song. I just had sex and I'll never go, go back to my not having sex ways of the past. And I was like, okay, Allison, I didn't know you were getting super raunchy today, but that's. I thought me. this was
2: supposed to be a religious podcast, so can oh, we shit, you're right. From it is inappropriate
1: comments. Let in me chill. put away my satanic bible then. I'm sorry. This is the wrong podcast. <laughs>
0: The wrong school. <laughs> wrong school.
1: Wrong My bad. It's fine. Oh, we're not doing a human sacrifice today? Shit. Okay. I'll let that guy out of my one closet.
0: Over.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Okay. My chair is supposed squeaking.
0: To be in Earth
1: 2.03 and this is Earth 2.04. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Anyway, I would like to share a little snippet. Um, so, a couple weeks ago, I went to a psychic medium. I've been to a medium before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fuck <talk> the <to> dragon. <laughs> it just glitched, Allison. No, so cool. I was listening to you. <laughs> Allison is ripping What? Ripping her vape. <laughs> Thank you for not calling it a jewel. I'm sorry. It's, I don't know what it is. It's a vape. No, Emma,
2: you were correct.
1: I am correct. Okay. Anyway, so I've been to a medium before and it was super legit and I couldn't find her again. So I found this psychic medium that someone referred me to and I went a few weeks ago. And, but she told me that I was going to meet my beloved in five years. And then she was like, you want kids, don't you? And I said, no, I actually don't even want to get married. And she laughed at me and was like, well, you're getting married. And I told Isabel that. And she was like, oh, my God, like, are you worried about ruining your reputation, like catching feelings for people? (laughs) Like, yes, I am, actually. But anyway, it was super legit. And um, she also told me the other thing that made me know she was legit. I mean, she said a lot of personal things, but she goes, you are full of rage. And I was like. That is (laughs) completely accurate, and I definitely am, and I can't even argue with that. So um, it was pretty cool, and I 10 out of 10 recommend everyone go see a psychic medium and find out when you're going to meet your beloved.
0: I'm not not ready for that level of self-awareness right now. (laughs) I cannot handle the truth.
2: (laughs) I want to meet that Long Island medium because she is full of sass. And her hairdos are always on point. Okay. Y'all, okay. All right. I've
1: only watched a few episodes, but I need to watch that I more. I have no idea what you're talking about. I are you serious? I
2: know what you're is? talking about. She, I don't know if she's from like New Jersey, but she kind of talks she with is. a little bit of an accent oh. and she
0: kind of,
2: she looks like Paula oh, Dean. Is,
1: is
0: she on TikTok?
1: It might. I, no, it was a TV show on, like, oh, TLC that, or something. Yeah. Wasn't it on, like, TLC, Allison? Allie? Yes, ah. it was. And I, now I feel
2: stupid because you guys don't don't know. What I know who
1: you're talking about. It's Jill who doesn't, okay? I oh. I'm so Cable. How was I supposed to watch TLC? <laughs> I don't know. Don't be poor.
0: <laughs> Have you tried just, like, having more money?
1: <laughs> Stop being poor. Quote Paris Hilton.
0: I was talking to my mom the other night and she was like, I, I was just talking about like stress with moving and whatever. And I was like, I mean, I'm never really stressed about money. It's like, eh, you either have it or you don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is so true.
0: What do you want? What am I going to do about it? Right.
1: That is, that is a good outlook about it. Cause I'm always stressed about money.
0: i um, the guys, my manager at my job is quitting. And now my sister is going to be the new manager.
1: Oh, go sis. Yeah, it's that's
0: exciting for, I don't know how it's going to go for me. No personally. rules?
1: <laughs> I mean, lots of rules.
0: I don't know. I see that's what I'm saying. There's either no rules or like...
1: Lots of rules.
0: There's already no rules. So <laughs> it would be hard to have less rules, I guess.
1: Okay, so we got in trouble at Skyline. We're not allowed to be on our phones anymore. Because like, I guess a couple guests complained about like us being on our phones. Oh my God. But I'm like... All the servers I work with, none of us are ever, like, sitting on our phone to the point that we're ignoring a customer. I was going to say, like,
0: are you on your phone when your tables need something? No.
1: Like, okay. if someone needs something or if someone walks in, I drop my phone and immediately go yeah. see them. And um, no, um none of the servers I work with ever do that. Like, we all – everyone works extremely hard. And that's why I think, like – and I get it's kind of a bad look being on your phone. But at the same time, I'm also like, you know what? We're like on our feet for like six, eight hours working a restaurant. Like, is it why is it so bad to take like a breather and like have a couple minutes to yourself? And also, I got in trouble the first time I worked at Skyline because we would be really slow for a few hours. So I'd go in the back and like be on my phone when I worked drive through. But if someone came through drive through, I immediately would drop my phone and go But the guy, the manager, like scolded me. And I just thought it was so funny because him and like six of the servers would take like probably like four 20 minute smoke breaks a day. But yet I couldn't go on my phone like every once in a while.
0: Here's what I have to say about that. Because become
1: a smoker.
2: Become a smoker.
0: Right. I'm like, do I want to go outside and stare at like, I'll go hit my jewel outside sometimes just to stare at the sun. (laughs) <laughs> but like before that, like people would be like, it's just not fair that everybody who smokes gets to go and take a break. like that's because I need a cigarette. Like yeah, if you need a cigarette, come out with me and have one.
1: But it's like why do <laughs> you th- I understand your Yeah, body, like okay? why do you guys get a break because you have a nicotine addiction? I, mean, exactly. I have a phone addiction and yeah. I need to check my phone. And, and so sometimes people are funny. checking
2: their email or like something important. I mean, it's not always like,
1: oh, let me go scroll through tiktok for- right and why do i have to fucking sit and stare at the drive through window if no one is coming through like i get you know like it's, yeah that's how it was when i worked at the movie theater too like i would be in box office and no one would come in my entire eight hour shift and you couldn't be on your phone and they had cameras and our boss would sit in his office and watch you so it was really risky and one time i forgot to charge someone's credit card for like two hundred dollars and i got invested <laughs> in corporate <laughs> if they had to run an investigation on because they paid with cash and credit card and I forgot to I took their cash and I forgot to swipe the credit card and it got like hidden under the tickets and like I could tell something was weird and I got in a lot of trouble for it and they investigated me and I got caught being on my phone and I was totally playing the Kim Kardashian game because I was <laughs> addicted to it. <laughs> saw me doing that and i'm like they probably saw me like dancing around in the box office like i would pace the box office i would like do like lunges and it'd get really hot and so i would just like stick my face against the oh cold door i mean i'm in there for 8 hours yeah. in a box literally <laughs> a box and i'm like i can't check my phone when no one is around who's going to see like i get it but like i also don't like I can't pay attention to anything. Um,
2: Catch me doing lunges in the office.
0: last <laughs> yeah. uh, got a negative review that was like extremely targeted. At,
1: sorry. Did you <laughs> I'm so sorry. At
0: Probably me personally. It was like this so fucking, it was a total Karen. Like the length of her review alone says everything you need to know, but it was like a full paragraph. They came in on a Saturday night and we were fucking slammed. So they had to wait for a table. No one got to the table for like 10 minutes. Like their food took a long time. We were f- like, there. Yeah. it was a, several things that were like out of our control. But then the very end of it was like multiple servers and cooks vaping in the back. And there was like everything else I can understand, but the vaping dot, 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 not a great look for a family restaurant. <laughs>
1: Oh my like, god! Shut the fuck
0: up. Shut if I f- can't hit my jewel wherever I want to, then I can't work here.
1: Okay, let's get into our topics. We have a we have a lot to dish out this week. I know we took a week off, and you all missed us. Our loyal we took fans, a week off due to our mental health. Our mental health. <laughs> Wait, Allison. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you the first time. What was that? I did. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Also, your brother finally followed our podcast page. So shout out to Andrew Shermer.
2: Oh, I thought it was Adam.
1: No, oh, it was Andrew. Andrew. Adam doesn't follow us either. Um,
2: there is
0: another Adam Shermer in this world who added me on Snapchat like a while ago. And in my brain, I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, whatever. Cool. And then I like noticed the bitmoji. moji. And I was like, that's not really what he looks like, but dream big, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Then he messaged me and I was like, this is not any relation to you.
2: (laughs) Is it spelled the same way? Yes. That's weird.
1: All right. So the first thing that I would like to talk about and discuss with you ladies is how going to Catholic school, obviously, and then like how religion affected our mental health. Um, So I kind of just have some like notes, like being taught shameful things. And I've kind of touched on this before, like being taught shameful things about religion and beliefs. Like I mentioned before how you know, I be, I was pretty judgmental of, like, my friends who necessarily weren't Catholic. You know, you kind of think in the back of your head that, like, hey, I'm going to go to hell, you know, for not going to church or you're going to go to hell for not going to church every Sunday. And that is, like, very, not to sound like, ooh, but that's, like, such negative energy to, like, hold on to. Go ahead. My
2: family would go to church every Sunday. I mean, my family is nothing like it is like it was these days. But um, we would go to church every Sunday and Father Jan would make comments like, well, I expect to see the attendance to go up for this holiday this year since some people only come on certain holidays. And he was like dissing the people that... Only came on holy days of obligation or whatever they were called we call them priesters and he would like shame them for it or he'd be That's like if you're if you're gonna be late then you may as well not come to church because you obviously don't care enough about it to be on time and I, and I was just like better late than never, you know.
1: Also, I vividly remember him making comments about babies crying during church and how like it was distracting and like stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> like, what do you I want? No, I don't even, know. I, don't even okay. I just know that's wrong. I don't even know what to talk shit about that, but I just know that that's wrong.
0: I am imagining a priest getting so mad, he takes the crucifix off the wall and uses it like a golf club to punt the babies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god. Why why are these male priests the ones in charge of like dictating our sins? So a person we went to high school with reached out and reminded me that there is a priest in Cincinnati who is being charged with um what do you call that? Pedophilia, yeah. like rape of kids. And he came to our high school and did confession. And like, I don't really remember who I did confession with, but it's like, we're going and confessing our sins to this male priest who is then doing infinitely worse sins than we are confessing. And then they're guilt tripping you and making you feel bad about the sins you did. And using his authority to like lure these kids in. Yeah. Going on about like shameful things about beliefs, like religion, being in church, I never left church feeling good about myself or like happy with my relationship with God or in the church, because I always felt like um, only judgmental negative things were said, like how divorce is bad. How, if you go to a different religion, like I remember one time, father Jan talked shit about, he went to, he went to like an Islamic ceremony. His friend like took him, or maybe it was like non-denominational. And he was like, no, this is wrong. This is not the way. And it's like, are we really being like a good Catholic or, you know, they preach that you're supposed to love everyone and accept everyone. And yet every Sunday, I'm just getting told how I should be judging these people, how what these people are doing is wrong. Um, you know, if you don't have the picture perfect family life, you're wrong. Going off that, I also just felt like the people, a lot of the people that I encountered in Catholic school uh, come from extremely materialistic families and, you know, that's fine in a sense. Like, I, I really try not to judge. But I would say it was a group of people that very much threw stuff in your face. Like, well, they always have to talk about their vacation homes, their boats, their expensive vacations. It's like you have to throw that in your face and everyone kind of brags about it. And I'm kind of like, okay, aren't you being kind of a hypocrite and putting yourself ab- – you're acting like you're holier than now?
0: Yes, but also, like, the, the root of Catholicism is materialistic. Like, St. John's, like, the parish that I went to growing up is, I don't, I mean, I know there's still, like, a church, but they're not going to be able to be for that. They're, like, $40,000 in debt to the archdiocese just because they're not making enough from, like, I guess the, what do you call it, the contribution, where yeah. everybody that you pass the, the collection plate or whatever.
2: Uh-huh. Um the basket.
0: And so they just, like, the, the point of it is not to, for people to have a sanctuary to go and pray. It's to fucking give the archdiocese money.
1: You know, and you're right. But it's, like, these people, like, think they're good Catholics, but yet they, like, act extremely materialistic and throw that stuff in your face and judge you. You know what I mean? Like, if your yeah, family didn't like theirs. And then in,
2: like, religion classes, you would talk about the scripture and stuff and a lot of like the parables or stories were about how like materialism is bad and that's a sin yet here are all these Catholics doing just that
1: yeah like how
2: justifying it because they're Catholic
1: how is like bragging about your wealth in a tacky way also like when you're an adult I think that's extremely weird but how is that like spreading you know jesus's love like you, you like just because you go to church every sunday and you participate and you donate money but if you're a shitty person and it's like i know that gets said a lot but like i also had a lot of people like that i knew like in college you know they'd go to church and they'd read the bible and i'm like you're also like a piece of shit like you're not a good person you have no self-reflection
0: that is something that always fucked me up like because obviously like we would have a confession and then you do your penance and like you're absolved, but you are only absolved if you are truly sorry. And I, as a piece of shit was always like, I'm not actually sorry. Like, yeah. like I mean, okay, yeah. Sometimes I'm sorry for bad things that I did, but sometimes I had a good reason and I'm not sorry yeah. for it. And so I always felt like I can't really be forgiven because I feel like I did the right thing, even though contextual, like, according to the Bible or whatever, like, that was the wrong thing. Wrong thing. But, like, how can I be, how can I be sorry when I'm not? You're not.
1: (laughs) Also, like, why? I also just don't like the idea of confession. Like, I get it's supposed to make you feel good, but I feel like it's not, like, an excuse. Like, just because you went to confession... You don't cleanse your hands of what you did. Of what you did, and yeah. like, also, like, why do I have to go tell someone something personal about me just to get absolved? Is that am I going to go to hell? Why do you have to go to a pedophile?
2: Exactly. <laughs> to tell a man who knows
1: nothing, like you said, who does. He's not going to understand the context of what you did. Like, am I really going to go to hell if I don't go and confess this? Like, I stopped going to confession when we we had the choice to stop going. Like, I didn't go. Because, like, why? Like, why are you in charge of me telling you my sins? Is is that going to get me into heaven or hell? Like, no, it's none of your fucking business. And that just, I think, also goes back to my issue with, like, adults on power trips, which I would love to divulge into in another episode. Because I think Blue Cat and many other adults I encountered are just always on a power trip. And I think that is a huge issue with, like, leaders in the church. I think they're on this huge power trip. Like, it's not holy. You're on a huge power trip where you think, like, you can tell people whether or not they're being holy. Like, how Father Jan insulting people on being late. You know what? Who cares if people only go... It's none of your fucking business why someone wants to go to mass twice a year. It's none of your business. You should be happy that they're there. And it's like, maybe they have... X, Y, and Z that happened that they're late. Like, it's who are you to judge, like, Mr. Holier than that? Like, you seem like an ass. You are an ass. And I don't like you, Father Jan Schmidt. And you can sue me. I don't care. Especially
0: calling out the babies. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the the people with the crying babies are also probably the people who were late because they have a crying baby. Yeah. Like, so don't be a dick about it. I might.
1: Exactly. I might have said this before, but I remember before our confirmation in eighth grade, we had to have a talk with him. He was talking about religion and it turned into a tangent of him going off about divorce. And I really wanted to raise my hand and argue back. But the issue was I was on medication that made me extremely sleepy and I was, I fell asleep and he totally saw me sleeping during his speech. So I did not feel that I could raise (laughs) my hand and start arguing with him about divorce, but he was just like saying how bad it is. And I'm like, is it holier in Jesus's eyes for my, for parents who don't get along to stay together? Like how, how is that even spreading like Jesus's love? Like, isn't the point to like love everyone? And I, okay. So basically to sum it up, my part is I just think that I don't know what I think. I don't really know what my thoughts are, but I just feel like that's a lot of negative energy. It's a lot of wasted negative, negative energy on other people. And I don't think that, your relationship with God or whatever religion you choose to practice is anyone else's business. And I think um, these kind of organized religions like to make it people's, like their business of what you do. And I just, I think that's extremely negative and hurtful, to, especially to young kids to hear things negative growing up.
0: You no, know, she would, we got into, I don't know what started it. If I was saying I wasn't going to church or like I didn't really care about going to church. But she like got so serious, like holding me by my shoulders and was like, I just think that, you know, if there is a chance that we're going to go to hell for real, if we don't do this, then I can devote an hour of my weekend to saving my soul or whatever. And I was like, okay, I I simply cannot.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I, you know, the whole hell thing my current beliefs on it is that it's not real like if god is all forgiving then why would there ever be a hell right so but i don't really know what i believe in anymore so i'm just gonna refrain from that
1: word if that person really thinks that going to church for an hour is gonna save her soul when otherwise she's kind of a dick she is surely mistaken. Listen, I don't know what's out there, but I know that that ain't it, honey. Uh, <laughs> Period. You think about that in the bathroom, Emma. I did. I <laughs> dropping would. a deuce. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm twelve. <laughs> Carry on.
0: <laughs> um, okay. No. The, when I like, I remember being in first grade when we were like learning, I guess, in depth for the first time about heaven and hell and like obviously hell is eternal suffering and heaven is eternal happiness i guess but i was like wait 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 eternal uh, eternal that's a pretty fucking long time and there's not a single thing that i would want to do forever <laughs> i don't want to exist forever what
1: I was talking about this with Audrey yesterday because <laughs> because of the podcast, she was asking me about like my views on religion. And I was like, you, like you said, like when we first started learning about heaven and hell, the idea of heaven never appealed to me because they describe it as like angels and like playing instruments and just being like with God. And I'm like, first of all, I don't know God. Second of all,
0: <laughs> who do you know? here? Who do you know here? <laughs> Um, <laughs> heaven sounds like a fucking brat party <laughs>
1: but like but like an orchestra and i'm like that sounds so boring like i literally picture like my image of god is like him with a big ass head kind of like george like a george washington bust but with arms uh-huh. that's what i picture and then i picture heaven with like angels and trumpets and like everyone is wearing white and we all just hang out all day and they say that like none of your like earthly material things are in heaven which like i was just talking shit about materialism but like Music, like I love music, like it's my. Did I get my phone. Yeah, you can right? listen like, to the orchestra. My Emma. songs, like that, make me feel like you know connected to like the universe or like my dog. You know, like those are the things I love, and I know those are like earthly things. But I think like trying to like name what's in heaven, it, I feel like it's not a un. I don't know. I just I, the idea of heaven never appealed to me. Yeah. No, <laughs> also, neither. based on what people say, like being gay is a sin or like, you don't go to church. Okay. Well, honestly, heaven sounds boring as fuck. And at this rate, it sounds like all of my friends are going to hell. And I feel like only assholes are going to heaven. And if like all my friends are going to hell, then I'm going to go there too. (laughs) Like, I don't want to go to heaven with all these assholes. It sounds boring as fuck. Something
0: that really threw me for a loop too was purgatory because I would rather just go straight to hell than have to do time in purgatory and then what just to go to hell anyway like what
1: but like hell sounds so fun like if doing drugs and having foreign and premarital sex fornication fornication and my homosexual friends and dyeing your hair and covering your bodies and tattoos and piercings and i don't want to hang out with like the pedophiles and the serial killers but i mean i think the serial killers go to hell <laughs> I mean, I do too. <laughs> Unless they're really sorry. <laughs> Unless they went to confession, then they're fine.
2: Oh, also. I'd love to spend eternity in the spirit world and haunt the fuck out of people. That sounds lit. Haunt the fuck out of bad people.
0: <sighs> or be like a funny ghost for your friends. <laughs> or like a helpful ghost. They're like, where's my phone? And you're like... <laughs>
1: Found okay. it. I put I'm it in the toilet. Um, I used to think like it'd be fun to like creep on like hot dudes, but like that would make me like a predator, <laughs>
0: um,
1: a ghost predator.
0: Te- I I disagree with that. I feel like if they don't technically like they don't okay. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't know it then not go Okay, but it's different. It's not like you and your humans. Like it's just different. It's, it's just
1: different. different.
0: Ghosts have a certain um carte blanche if you will
1: yes agree in
0: my opinion i'm not gonna be mad at a ghost for spying on me that's their business
1: you should be flattered if anything
0: yes you're right
1: they chose you yeah so fuck off haters (laughs) anyway
2: while we're discussing stuff that was taught to us in early catholic school um the whole idea that if you commit suicide you go to hell And there were people, like, we were getting to the age where you heard about people's siblings or older cousins or whatever committing suicide. And then they'd bring up how that was, like, a one-way ticket to hell. And it was like, oh, so I should feel bad for feeling depressed? Okay. Mm -hmm. I remember our seventh
1: grade teacher, like, literally said, like, that's a sin and you'll go to hell.
2: Yeah. And it's like, why would you... So now when someone is starting to feel sad or depressed or feel any type of emotion, they're going to associate it with, oh, well, that's what leads you to hell. So you better pray to God for your anxiety to go away.
0: And they were like acting like if you were like depressed or suicidal or whatever, that you were like disrespecting all the gifts that God gave you. Yeah, you were choosing.
2: Yeah, yeah, you were choosing to you're feel like that when you could just turn to God and you wouldn't feel like that.
0: Right, as opposed to, like, the chemicals in my brain are, like, fucked, fucked up. up. <laughs> yes.
1: That's why I think it's so stupid, because it's, like, you're literally born that way. <laughs> like, it's a chemical imbalance, and it's, like, it has nothing to do with, like, your relationship with God.
0: And it made it harder, because I went through a phase of two separate times where i like tried to be religious but i was like that's so awkward how i'm still sad mm-hmm.
1: every time someone would talk about their relationship with god i like i just don't i just don't get it like i've never connect, i've never felt like oh this is a sign from god like i've never felt any like when i pray it just feels empty like i i've just never had any sort of connection yeah. I remember
2: when, um, so just speaking of like signs from God or whatever, my grandpa had passed away and I had to go to this basketball camp and I looked up in the stands and I saw him like, swear to God, saw him. And I was like, oh my God, this is a sign from God. But then I realized that that has nothing to do with religion. It's part of the grieving process and it's mm-hmm. completely normal to see your lost loved one, mm. after they pass. And
1: then I was like, oh, wasn't God. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't God. <laughs> God. I would say the 1975 puts it pretty well for me in their song, Antichrist. He says, how can I relate to someone who doesn't even speak? It feels like I'm just treading water. Yes. And I'm like, I literally feel nothing.
2: Okay, in can't you, just wash
1: them off. I love that song, Emma. I do too.
2: So my earliest memories of feeling anxiety started in fourth grade. And that was because I got a teacher that was the mom of one of my good friends at the time. And so I was like, oh, cool. I have a teacher that I know. And she would get so frustrated with her students. She would bang on the chalkboard She shook somebody's desk until all the books fell out one time, she would jump up and down and stomp if we weren't understanding something. And it usually happened in math class, which was in the afternoon. And I would be like stressed all day and like anxious and feeling all these things that I didn't know what those feelings were at the time. I would feel like that all day until math class. And then she'd like yell at us and always, she was just an angry person. And then I started breaking out in rashes and stuff. And I went to the nurse a couple times and my mom thought I was allergic to fabrics softener, but I think it was because I was so freaking tense all the time. And then I started having sleep issues and I couldn't fall asleep. And it was literally, I'm convinced that if I didn't have that teacher, I may have had a different fourth grade year.
1: Like why you? First of all, you're in fourth grade. I forgot how nut uh, she was. I never had her, but like, how is that fostering like a loving and learning, caring environment to learn? Like you're there to learn. Like at the end of the day, it is not that deep.
2: <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh, she's Catholic. It's fine. She's one of the teachers that's Catholic. I don't know, she's but one of the good- <laughs> yeah, she's one of the good ones. She's my friend's mom. She can't be that bad. No. no.
1: That's another, it's like Um, another power trip. Like, it's not that deep. Relax. Like, you're in the wrong there. Like, just because you're a teacher, you don't need to be freaking out on your students like that. Right. So that was just all I have to say about that. I would say just like the, and I'm sure this is true for all schools, not just like Catholic schools. But I just felt like, uh, again, adults on power trips. I would say I started noticing it more in like fifth grade of how intense fifth grade was like I remember we were like terrified of fifth grade because it was like going to be super hard and like all they would say all year is like we're preparing you for middle school like this is how they're going to treat you in middle school like blah 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 and it's like you know you have three tests in one day yeah deal with it we're preparing you for middle school you
2: better grow preparing up and us get us with together. Together.
1: middle school is preparing us for high school then it's preparing us for college and it's like why do we also it's all literally made up like why do we have to stress ourselves out for just like one life that we're living like why it's not necessary and I remember in fifth grade we never had good grammar education at our grade school that's my personal opinion no one ever explained it well I never fucking got it and I always failed grammar tests and in fifth grade our one teacher who was also constantly on a power trip she would have us grade each other's grammar worksheets. And then she would go through her list and you would say their grade out loud. Well, I failed every grammar quiz. I'd get like a 60%. So like every week when we did grammar tests, my grade of 60% was being read out loud to the entire class. So then everyone knows that I'm bad at grammar and kids aren't nice. Like how is that? How is that a good environment for a child? Like I don't Understand,
2: I can second that Emma because I remember being in those classes and people would like chuckle at the boys that got like in the 60s and stuff, and it was like kind of I don't know, expo- I don't even think that was allowed. Were you allowed to do that? Um, it's private
1: information, yeah. It's that's HIPAA. like a
2: violation of HIPAA, isn't
1: it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a no, we
0: never. Had to read our grades out loud in the class, but we would like swap papers and like grade each other's. And I can attest to how you would have felt bad because I was laughing at all the people who did a bad job. Or if I felt really bad, I would change their answers.
1: (laughs) And it's like, I don't know, that was just so messed up. And then I guess, like, just kind of my thoughts are like, I just don't understand how like always have to be preparing for something and like having that stress truly helps you learn and having like hours upon hours of homework is just like undue stress. And how can you live like a full well-rounded life? If you're constantly doing homework, constantly preparing for the next thing, like can't we just exist in this year and, and enjoy fifth grade without being like, Oh, you have to take all these tests and blah, blah, blah. And we're going to scream at you all the fucking time. I'll jump to high school because high school was high school was incredibly intense, work wise. And I felt like I mean, we would have hours of homework. And if we ever had free mods, you were also expected to do your homework. Like I remember one time I was complaining that I had two AP tests and a physics exam the next day in the hallway. And I was like, I don't have time, you know, like I worked last night after school. I work tonight and the teacher, a teacher walks by and she's like, well, you're free right now. Why don't you study now? And I'm like, oh, you mean the one 20-minute block of free time I have in my day? You also want me to do homework? Do you also want me to kill myself because I can't think an original thought? Because I'm also only thinking about school and homework and tests, and I have no time for my interests or anything else because I'm constantly doing homework, and all you have to say to me is, you have a free month. You should do it now? (sighs) And you
2: should also sign up for a million clubs because that's the only way you're going to get into
1: college. And if you don't volunteer, you're not going to get into college. I did not need to volunteer. Like, yes, but I it was fun sometimes, but I didn't have fucking time for it. I needed to help myself. I want to
0: say that, that it was all bullshit. I had, like, negative two things that looked good for my, like, college applications. And I got into all the schools I applied to.
1: It is all all undue stress and all such bullshit. And, like, okay, so senior year, I was taking, like, an extra class because I was taking an early bird, and then I was still taking, like, six classes during the day, so I was taking seven classes. And my physics teacher, I was in the one physics class that she had that was just college prep physics. All her other blocks were AP or honors physics, and she refused to dumb it down for the college prep kids. I tutored. I had a tutor. I met with my physics teacher. I did all of the homework and I failed one trimester and I either got D's or F's on the test. It did not matter how much I studied. And I'm smart. I'm really good at English and reading, math and science. No, they don't click. And clearly grammar. They don't click in my brain. And I asked her, because I don't, I think I was going to graduate, but I wasn't sure if having that F was going to like keep me and then I was going to get a D on the next semester. And I asked her, I was like, so if I, this class was going to keep me from graduating, would you bump my grade? And she said, no, you get the grade you earn. So you're telling me that me spending way more hours than necessary on this class by once again tutoring twice a week, meeting with my teacher, doing all of the homework. I don't deserve to graduate because I'm trying super hard, but it's just not computing in my brain. So you're going to punish me? Power trip? Not fair. Not preparing me. Extra stress. Anxious all the fucking time. You can go fuck yourself. Period.
0: And I feel like teachers, like, if you're a student and you're struggling that hard and you're putting in the time, then it's a problem with your teacher. Because obviously it's not you're not understanding it the way that they're explaining it to you. And so it's their job to take a step back and be like, figure out how else they can explain it to you to make it make sense to you. Or to so help accommodate
2: you, to make accommodations for you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they just were like, nope, well, this is the formula. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Picasso. 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 was <laughs> <laughs> Not a scientist. Whoever did that. Yeah. Why are the names in my head? My name was Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> Newton, Isaac
1: Newton. We get it, Jill. You have a well-rounded education because you're really smart. Okay, I get it. Power <sighs> trip. That's because she's up on a power trip because her way is the only way to teach it. And if I'm not understanding it, it was a me problem. Which was a me problem. But also, no, you're supposed to be fucking teaching me. And I just think, like, I felt like that culture at our high school was extremely prevalent and it was pushed on us. And so then we all treated each other that way. Like, you know, you have to constantly be taking honors classes. You know, you brag about the honors classes you're taking. People like to boast about their grades and what they get. And I'm like, it's no one else's business. Like, I used to think it was kind of strange when people would be like, oh, I don't share my grades. Like, I get it sometimes sharing your grades. Like, you want to know, like, if you thought you did really well on this test and, like, whatever. But there was a lot of, of, of a big competitive nature at our school and that took a toll on like my body like physically like constantly like exhausted and it's like I don't want to I'm doing homework for six hours a night I don't want to go to the gym at 11 o'clock at night but I would like I would literally do homework from the time I got home from school till 11 o'clock then go to the gym like go on the elliptical for like an hour and a half I would do like 12 miles on the elliptical (laughs) like go home wake up you know it's just like how is this healthy? Is this really like what life is about? Is just constantly preparing for the next step and like being stressed all the time? And I just wish yes. I didn't care that much. Like, looking back, I wish I just was more okay with being an average student rather than trying to be Excel. Oh, oh. <laughs>
0: I graduated with top honors you did but I didn't know that you're in graduation practice because I was buying snacks
1: I was buying snacks but and like that's great for you like that's awesome like but you are so like I think I'm smart to an extent but I also do have to try in school work and I feel like you don't have to I try have, as much
0: I have no clue how I have like no memory of like like there were there were nights where I would spend hours doing homework but it would be like because I didn't it, it would Like we had a two week long project Three project's due on Friday, and I decided to start when I got off work on Thursday night.
1: Yeah. It really affected me, and I was stressed all the time. And, like, you know, I cried about my grades all the time. I cried about school all the time. I was so anxious constantly, and I was tired all the time. And I would say, like, overall, it just extremely took a toll on me. And, look, I wish I would have done things differently. But also, that was the environment that was, like, created for us. And I don't think that's a again i don't think that's empowering women or anyone at all that's i'm getting off my uh what's it called my soapbox <laughs> the
0: difference with like grade sharing like telling your friends about it or like actually like boasting about it like i would if i ever ask somebody what they got on a test i would be like okay cool i got a 65 yeah <laughs> i'd be like not really like i don't know
1: yeah girl who like complained oh, about dude, not getting a perfect score on the ACT and like good for you and like that's your standard but like honestly no one fucking cares like I don't feel and so I remember
2: to. that was like a hot topic like she's really upset yeah cool and
1: I was like oh, was like, oh poor better. poor you 35 I'm depressed as hell and I can't stop twitching I don't give a fuck <laughs> about your 35 sorry your life sounds awesome you're gonna get a full ride to college and whatever and be a doctor good fucking for you bro
0: You know, I think that I would have been a better student and cared more if I had, because I definitely had anxiety my whole life. I just, I thought that it was just being nervous. And then when I got really bad, I would wake up and be like, why do I feel the physical symptoms of terror? Like, I physically feel terrified right now, but there's nothing that I am afraid of, like...
2: Yes, there's nothing threatening in front of me. I'm literally laying here and I feel like I am having a seizure.
0: But like my way to cope with anxiety was to just like ignore things. And so I feel like that's why I would put off like if I were were to start doing my homework and then like just be overwhelmed by the amount of it, I'd be like, well, <laughs> that's enough for tonight. We're a <laughs> See you tomorrow. We're just moving on, and I'll figure it out later. Yeah. And I don't know. It also has, like, a lot to do with ADD, which I'm just now learning. Oh, my gosh, you guys. I went to the motherfucking doctor. What? My own fucking Adderall prescription. These are. This is for the listeners. <laughs> just to know that about me.
1: I am so happy for you. It is.
0: I am flush with Adderall. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't hear it from me and if any of you motherfuckers think you can buy one off me, you cannot. I'll give you one if I like you.
1: <laughs> That's a felony.
0: Mind. <laughs> that was a joke. Girl.
1: Didn't you have to sign the I signed paperwork saying that I wouldn't they sell didn't
0: it. They can lick it. I was so nervous about it and it was the easiest thing in my life. Like, what well, no, me for that has nothing better to do? That is they true. Come and fucking You know, I did I just said I wouldn't do it. It's illegal to sell, not to give. Fair point want to say about like how earthline handled mental health was i mean it was shitty but like after i'll circle back to my like experience in the mental hospital but when i came back to school like they assumed that like being stressed out by school was what drove me to that point and like every single teacher was like we can put off this like you can turn this in whenever you need to like you can wait to take this test yada yada and i was really like no it's cool like i just want to get back to normal and they like almost didn't accept that because i feel like a lot of the other people who had a similar experience and had to go to the hospital like actually were Super stressed
1: by school, mm-hmm.
0: so like in that aspect, they tried to handle it well. But otherwise, our like counselors and stuff. Other than we're
2: those,
1: not counselors,
0: <laughs> like sloth toes. I don't know who I'm talking about. I do,
1: but I don't remember what she looks like. It, I remember when you say it though. oh
0: those shoes. Those toes.
1: Oh I did see a psychologist at Ursline. I actually really liked her a lot. Um they like had me start going to her and I did like her a lot, but I don't really remember working I through stuff. I don't know.
0: Still see Mr. Linden all the time. Mm-hmm. I saw I waited on Frau <laughs> J and um I think there was only one other teacher there that I knew, and then Miss Brown and I don't have names for any of these people. It's fine. Um, I saw a lot of Ursuline people at my job in the past week or so since we've recorded.
1: <laughs> <laughs> personally think that Ursuline and also grade school did not do a good job at mental health because... I kind of have this realization, like thinking about every time we do an episode, I have a lot of realizations about like my thoughts because I don't really know how to put my thoughts into words sometimes. And I just felt like whenever we started learning about mental health, I feel like the conversations are so corny and so formal. Like, if your friend's going to kill themselves, give them this hotline, to refer them to this hotline. In reality, if I'm having a mental breakdown, like, and, and I'm sure that works for some people. And I'm not trying to say that that doesn't, but it's like, that's not the, it's not a one size fits all.
0: And it's like, not, that's not the solution. Like if I'm yeah, that's a panic attack, and like, like saying I'm like, whatever, calling that's like a one, what is it? A one-stop shop. You talk to the yeah. person on the other end of the line and they cure your depression. They're going to
1: calm you down uh, immediately. It
0: not work when I went to confession, bitch.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: You know why? You know why it doesn't work? Because you're not speaking directly to God. You're speaking
1: to the priest, <laughs> exactly. the
0: priest and sending your messages to God. That's why there's a disconnect.
1: There's a disconnect. And it's like, and like also like whenever something happens and people on like social media are like checking on your friends, like ask your friends how you feel like Yes, I care about how my friends feel, but Jill, am I going to be like, hey, Jill, how is your mental health today? <laughs> is that how our relationship is? Like, Emma, I I think- it could be, but I realized that, like, and this is like a fault of mine. Like, I do, like, I remember in high school, like, when you first started being open about your anxiety, I don't know how to help or talk to people about their own issues besides just relating with my own. Like, I don't know how you're supposed to approach that conversation I don't know how you're supposed to help someone like I know like if I'm having a panic attack I just like someone to talk to me about their day and describe in detail so I forget about it or like I need like affirmation from someone or reassurance which like I shouldn't rely on people for that but like if you're really depressed like I don't know how to check in on like a friend in a way that's like not annoying you know what I mean it's like yeah. you're so depressed hey Jill do you still want to kill yourself today or are you doing better <laughs> like you know what I mean
0: and like when I like sometimes when you're feeling like that like trying to describe it to someone just like kind of makes your stress worse it like, like amps
2: it up almost
0: yeah yeah Because for me, I'm like, I don't necessarily even know what to say or how to describe this. Mm -hmm. And now I'm anxious that I don't know how to describe what I'm feeling. And someone's putting me on the spot, asking me to, like, talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like,
1: yeah, I don't fuck. Ah." Like I feel like, honestly, Jill, I think of you. Like when I remember you started telling me about your anxiety, and I feel like I really failed you because, like, I didn't know how to help you, and I didn't know how to have a conversation. Like I didn't like you were having like a hard time, and it wasn't I
0: your d- job. You were also a child.
1: <laughs> that's Jill, how I, I remember. Jill,
2: I remember you were talking about how you would feel like the anxiety in your arms and stuff.
0: Yeah, and I was true. like,
2: oh, what? What does she mean by that? And then. When I started having panic attacks in high school, I was like, I know exactly what she's talking about right now. This is (sighs) terrible.
0: Do you guys remember I would make Nicole do that thing to my arm?
1: Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: I would make her, like, pinch up and down my, like, upper arm to, like, calm me
1: down. Yes, I forgot about that. And it was just, like, so I feel like there was just, like, I feel like we weren't equipped with, like, realistic Uh, tools of how to handle and like approach these conversations with your friends like I'm not going to be like hey ladies like mental health check-in like that's just not how I talk but it's like obviously like when we all text each other and we talk and we like talk about things we like talk to each other but it's like I don't know And, and we're better about it now but like growing up I don't know how to handle that and then like also this is something that really pissed me off um, something that really happened at Ursuline that really pissed me off, and I am not, like, gatekeeping someone else's anxieties, but there were quite a lot of people who liked to claim that they have anxiety. Oh, I've really, like, te- and, like, test anxiety is totally a thing, but they would be like, yeah, I have such bad anxiety, like, me too. But then, like, if there were things that I was struggled with and my anxiety got really bad – those same people would be so mean to me because they'd, and they'd be like, it's not a big deal. So yeah. things that were said to me all the time, why are you freaking out? It's just this. It's just that. It's not a big deal. You I don't just need to breathe. Yeah. You just need to relax. Why are you like thinking about that? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Let me just flip a switch. Like clearly you don't like being, ner- ha- having, be- having an anxious feeling is different than having like full blown anxiety and I just feel like a lot of people like to say that they have anxiety and yet then then they're they're like huge dicks to people and when that, they don't yeah. understand it. Like you're supposed to have anxiety in situations that yes. warrant
2: it. Like
0: everyone ha- like will experience a level. Yeah, it doesn't
2: mean you have like a disorder of it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, bonus tips for any listeners, if you're feeling anxious or like you're gonna have a panic attack, you dig your fingernail into the middle of your thumb
1: it slows your heart rate
0: because it's a pressure point or something. Oh,
1: your thumb. Yeah. Like this. Oh, I don't like that.
2: Also, if you clench every muscle in your body for like five seconds, that's supposed to release a lot of the excess adrenaline.
1: Oh, that's what my, one of, one of the therapists I saw at Dayton, she would have me do that. Like go start from like the top of my head and like, cause it would also maybe help me with like twitches too. If I already like release like the tension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she also told me when I get really rageful, this was pre medicated, Emma. I need to like dump my head in like a cold bucket of water, like take a cold shower. Which oh, I yeah, or me. open the
2: freezer and put stickers in there.
1: <laughs> like while like, me. Yes. I, uh, so I don't know. So I just, um, so I just felt like that was something I struggled with at Earthline. Like I felt like my, I mean, I still have, I still have anxiety and depression, but I think it was definitely at like, uh, I don't want to say all time high because, you know, it fluctuates, but I think it was.
0: But it's a difference of knowing how to handle it mm-hmm. and like what, like coping mechanisms. Yeah. How
2: like. Being self-aware. Like
0: We've all perfected our like grasp on our mental health, but I feel like we at least have options now. Yes. Whereas experiencing it like, for the first time you just have like no idea what to do and you can't really talk to somebody about it.
1: Exactly. And I feel like I'm a lot better. Like I've always been outspoken, but I feel like I'm getting better about like how you're feeling. Yes. I don't know, like I stand a lot up for myself now. Like if someone were to shut me down today and been like you need to like st- like why are you obsessing over that? Like I would snap back and be like shut the fuck up. Like just yeah. cuz you don't understand it doesn't mean you have to be a dick. And
0: it's frustrating because half the time like in your brain, you're like, I know that this doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that this is not a big deal, but I feel as though it is an absolute life or death scenario
1: right mm-hmm. now. And, and people telling you that it's not a big deal is going to help. Newsflash, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Also, when you said like feeling terror, feeling like terror, and you don't know why. It's like, you know, I get anxiety about things that might happen or did happen or whatever. But, like, I feel like the worst for me personally is, like, when I just have that feeling and literally nothing is wrong. Yeah. Because why do I feel this yes. way? It sucks.
0: So many it's- days, like, even I was worse, like, in high school. But it's been happening a lot more than I'm, like, moving and, like, have things to stress about. Like, I will wake up anxious and then I just like lay in bed and I keep trying to go back to sleep but I can't fall back asleep because I'm so anxious but I'm like doing nothing to fix anything that like it just feels like I don't know peril.
1: You're so overwhelmed that you kind of like shut down yeah. like I'll like get like paralyzed in my own anxiety yeah. and like I can't function. You freeze. Mm-hmm. It's like you think doing stuff would make you feel better but it's hard to get to that It's fight, flight, or freeze. Yes. Literally, yes. I'm a freezer. So that's why I'm
0: going to heaven. I did
2: see a sports psychologist in high school that was outside of the school. Because I was like, I'm a perfectionist. And that kind of went into a lot of my basketball stuff. And I wanted to be perfect and like the best. And I put so much pressure on myself that... I had to see a sports psychologist, didn't really like her, ended up seeing a different psychologist later. Um, yeah, I didn't like the first lady because she looked way too serious and she almost <laughs> gave me more anxiety. <laughs> She'd be like, what time do you get up? And I was like, um, I get up at like seven or whatever. I don't know when I would get up. She's like, oh, well, I get up at four. Just too much stuff to do. Uh, it was like okay i didn't ask was
0: that gonna help she, you. Yeah.
2: and it was when she was asking me how much sleep i got so she was basically saying well i get less sleep than you so
0: are you having anxiety have you tried waking up at 4
1: a.m <laughs> <Start laughs> what you just said remind early. me of a lot of people at earthline like when you would complain like oh, i only got four hours of sleep last night someone else would be like well oh, i only got three
2: yeah, yeah it was cool. like a
1: competition.
2: And I was like, bitch, I'm not trying to compete with you. That like, I'm not jealous.
1: I feel like from like freshman year to like, till I graduated college, I was in like an eternal state of like, paralyzing anxiety and exhaustion just from all of that. Like my happiness significantly went up when I was done with school. And I didn't hate school, but I was so burnt out. And it definitely affected it. And also, like, I just want to say one more thing about Ursuline. And in general, like, how we are talking about people, like, disregarding your feelings. But also just, like, how people treat you absolutely does affect your mental health. And so, like, how I talked about last episode, like, you know, being blatantly left out and excluded. Like, that made me feel like shit about myself. That absolutely made me depressed. Like, yes, there are your own feelings. But it's like, you know how is that supposed to make you feel good how does that not contribute to how you feel mentally you know Mm
0: -hmm. um i just had a like revelation that i was wondering what the face you were making be like deep-seated um trauma that i haven't (laughs) addressed (laughs) because okay so ever since it doesn't happen a lot but like one of the more frequent like bad dream scenarios that i have is that i am in school and like i i have something to turn in or like i have to get to a class and i like something keeps popping up that prevents me from either getting it done or like getting to the place and it'll be like at ursuline and i will like it is so real and then i wake up and i'm like what the fuck i haven't been in school in
1: 7 years, years of
0: forever <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe it's just because I do, I have like other anxiety dreams mm-hmm. like that. And I happen to be like talking to someone about school. Oh, uh, maybe it's because we do the podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or We're just rehashing everything.
0: Because uh, I'm always torn about like what dreams like actually mean. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like I'll have a crazy dream, but I'll be there like, oh, I can think about this. Mm-hmm. And then like that morphed with that in my sleep brain. And i do want to touch on was is you kind of hit it with like people acting like they had anxiety mm-hmm. for real like romanticization of mental illness like like tumblr pics or whatever and like when i started dating my high school boyfriend your year which is like was whew, I started. I was already kind of going down at a slope, and it just was like a straight, like um, what's that ride called? Diamondback. Diamondback. You're going. The dragster. Like a drop zone, leaping off of drop, drop tower.
1: Drop tower. (laughs) The tower of terror in Disney. Just plummeted.
0: Told him like everything about my depression and anxiety, and like he would quote unquote, try to deal with it. But like, he literally w- was like, uh, "like I can fix you type vibe.
2: Yes. Like, like, I can save you from I feeling like
0: this. To be medicated. I like, don't need you to love me harder.
1: Like, get off your high horse, homeboy. You're like fucking 17. He,
0: but he has <laughs> apologized so much for that and like, understand. Like, when he went to college, he started seeing a psychologist or whatever and shit out I guess but that was just like I was like this isn't cute this doesn't make our relationship stronger yeah Because you have to stop me from hurting myself mm-hmm. like that's not cute so yeah my depression and anxiety got like really bad I would say my sophomore year of high school which also was when like my eating disorder became really prevalent And it was like definitely always lurking, like not to say that everyone doesn't experience like societal pressures of Mm -hmm. like beauty standards, but like growing up, my mom would like obsess over her weight and she always like said she was so fat. She was wearing a size eight at the time, an eight, and acted like that was like ridiculous. So whatever, sophomore year, I'm already depressed. One of my friends invites me to the gym with her and shows me this really cool app called My Fitness Pal. And I was like, oh, cool. And at that point, I was like happy with what I looked like and like my weight. And I weighed myself at the gym and I was like, okay, this is what I look like at this weight. And I like that. And so I got on the MyFitnessPal app and I like set the, made the settings be to not lose any weight Mm -hmm. or like not lose or gain any weight, like stay the same. Uh, What I did not know is that when you have calories remaining, it's green. And then if you go over, it's red. So that was like immediate association of like, that's bad. And then it just became... First of all, the toxicity of my friendship with this girl at this point that we did not realize, it became, like, almost a contest with myself. But, yeah, then it became, like, oh, I only ate 1,200 calories today. I bet I could only eat 1,100 tomorrow. And if I could only eat 1,100, then I bet I could do a 1,000. And, it like, my calorie goals would be, like, 500 for the day. And, like, I – it was a rough time, but I also wasn't taking into account that literally not giving my body the things that it needs to survive was definitely not helping mm-hmm. my other mental health issues. And I—that's also the time, like, that I started self-harming. Um, and so finally, okay, I had to go to the emergency room once because I. <laughs> I don't know what i was like panicking about
1: Mm
0: -hmm. one day but my i was like yelling at my mom about something and i was like i'm gonna kill myself and she was like then you have to go to the hospital and so i in my pajamas barefoot (laughs) just book it out my front door (laughs) and as i'm running i'm like where the fuck am i going (laughs) I just ran out of the I have no, I don't even have a my I don't have a phone I don't you just started running so I ran around the block and I went back home and then they made me go to the emergency room and I was I had to miss work it was stupid I was like I can't go to the hospital because yeah. I have to be at work <laughs> and so I was there that day and then they set me up with a therapist who I really liked. Shout out to Patricia. She was a social worker. Um, She was my home girl and not a very good therapist. We pretty much just gossiped, but it was like helpful. And I also saw like started seeing a psychiatrist and, or no, I didn't see a psychiatrist at that point because one day then it wasn't until senior year I showed up to therapy and I was like, I feel like so bad like I feel so bad and my therapist was like if you leave here like can you promise that you're not going to hurt yourself mm-hmm. and I was like no no I cannot and she was like okay then you have to go to the hospital and I was like I don't want to Two okay I guess I you're right I should oh like overall with the, well I also got started on medication okay. like, I was there but I also I feel like it did help and like by like the second day I like started enjoying the group activities uh because uh, I was 17 when I went and that's the oldest you can be and so like there were a couple other 17 year olds and we were the 17 club mm-hmm. and like, we're just friends together. And we're like, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. Like, let's do the projects and shit. <laughs> and like the day that I got out, the worker who was like mean to me the first day was like, I know somebody's getting out today. And I was like, oh,
1: do you mean it?
0: I've only been here two fucking days. It was you were only really there, there for two days. It was three. Well, I went, I was there for two full days, but like three nights.
1: What is like the purpose of that? Like, did that, did three days like really help you?
2: Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like they, yeah, it would help because it would keep you from hurting yourself. It was
0: almost like a little vacation. Like, when you're there, you do not have to worry about anything else except doing these things that are supposed to make you get better. Like, you don't have your phone, you can like have, uh, a visitor like
1: once Mm -hmm. a day
0: but
1: for some uh, reason I thought you were there for like two weeks
0: no it just seemed like that because I went right before Thanksgiving break
2: and I remember I texted you Jill well I was like um where are you are you okay oh did I tell you that I did I tell you what happened like did I actually yeah but it wasn't until like after the break when you got your phone back
1: I just wanted to say, not to bring it back to me, I just forgot to say this earlier, but like how you were talking about how like when you came back and all the teachers were so understanding about like your work and stuff, but you were like, no, that's not like the issue. And like work, uh, schoolwork wasn't like the root of my issue, but like it didn't help. And, you know, I'm not like putting blame on anyone, but I feel like it was very obvious that I was struggling. And I that was never like offered to me. It was like, well you have like, anytime I asked for help, it was very rarely that I did. And when I did, I kind of just got like shut down and it was like, well, you need to do it. So like, I think it's interesting that you had like a more positive experience with that. Whereas I feel like I didn't have time to like, like, I just, I don't know. Like it didn't help. I don't know. Like, I just felt like no one, not that it's their job to notice like the mental health of each student, but I feel like it was very clear that I was not okay in high school and grade school. And I don't know. So
0: what I want to say is that not to, I don't know how to phrase this without coming off. Like we were more depressed. Like before I went to the hospital, Emily and Nicole both had gone mm-hmm. and both of them were like, fuck Ursuline. Ursuline's making me fucking miserable. Mm-hmm. Like, and so I feel like, when that happened plus i'm sure it helped like miss bender like yeah involved like helped them realize at that point lucky for us at the very end of our senior year that like people are affected this much this way and they need to do something to make people really yeah. not feel this way mm-hmm. they just weren't taking it as seriously if they didn't think that the situation was that serious for that student. You yeah. Know what
1: I mean, yeah. But I also like, I didn't really vocalize, like, honestly, like, I don't, I think I've only told this to like you guys But like, I thought about killing myself every single day from like sixth grade to probably like junior year of high school, Word. but I never told anyone because I didn't want them to send me away. And like, I just didn't want to deal with it. Like, and even like when I go to therapists now and they ask me of everyone to kill myself, I say, no.
2: <laughs> and and like, if you oh. did, you, if you did, you would go to hell. So what- exactly, exactly. To hell. Yeah, I'll go to hell.
1: And I'm like, I don't have time to kill myself. I have, a pro- I have three uh-huh. projects due tomorrow. Like I'm mm-hmm. too stressed to kill myself because it's just going gonna- it, to, it like gave me anxiety. I'm like, well, I can't kill myself because then everyone's going to be upset and that gives me anxiety. And it's like, right. I'm just not going to do my portion of the group
0: project because I decided
1: to kill, kill myself. myself. Exactly. It was like my anxiety almost, it like drove me to keep going, yeah. but it was just like a cycle. Yeah. And it's, like, like yes, I should have asked for help, but I feel like the resources, it was, like, I didn't like what was offered. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, I never, like I said, the only, like, counselor I ever actually talked to was Miss Purdy about, like, actual problems. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, I was like, oh yeah. It was like going to – the counselor was like going to confession. I was like, yeah, yeah. I get stressed about my homework. I'm putting
1: of that. Yeah. Yeah, I just – I don't know. That's why – like, I just think, like, the tools were offered. Like, that's why – it's like there shouldn't be that much pressure on schoolwork where if you feel like you do need to take a mental health break, like, it should be – you shouldn't, like, fall that behind. And it's like yeah. I just started just not going to school. Like, senior year, I think I missed, like, two weeks of school. And, like, I just didn't want to go. And I would, like, be like, I have a headache. I'm going to the nurse and I'm going home. Like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I would every day I ain't fucking care. I just feel like they could have, like, there could be a better way to, like, and I don't know. I don't have this. I haven't thought about it. Like, I don't know what the solution. Well, I just think taking pressure off in general. And then also just, like, the whole, I mean, even, like, in work, like, I still hear, like, people say, like, you know, you shouldn't take sick days or you shouldn't, like, do this. You shouldn't do that. Okay, you know what? Who fucking cares if I take a sick day after we just had a pandemic? Do you really want me to come in when I'm hacking up along?
0: Like- I feel like it would have been better if everything hadn't been presented to us as if like, you're supposed to be able to do all these things. Like
1: that is such a good point.
0: Extracurriculars if you can, but if you can't, then that's okay too. Wow. Yeah. Like, no what nobody ever said it's really good to join all these clubs but if you don't have the time
1: you'll be okay they made it seem like it was a requirement <laughs> to
0: that was go to college. like
1: such a, i feel like that was such a simple sentence and realization but yet it wasn't and that was never once said to us no it was like you guys need to be doing uh volunteering you need to be in these clubs you need to be going for leadership positions because you need to be pre- preparing your college application and uh, that was um, so I profound. Um, no, that was like the most amazing revelation you just said. Oh, yeah. No one. Job. And we have jobs.
0: Like, and a lot of. And no offense. Allie, did you have a job in high school?
2: Uh, I had a
1: nannying job. But she was also an athlete. A lot of no, athletes don't have I'm jobs. Saying, but, but I know what you're like, to say. Like,
0: throughout the school year, like how many girls who were doing all of that stuff had to have jobs?
1: Not very many, because we went to school with a bunch of rich kids who drove yeah. Jeep Wranglers to a high school.
0: And like like maybe they'd have like a summer job or whatever. They
1: paid for their gas. Ooh.
0: Um, I actually didn't have to pay for my gas in high school.
1: <laughs> I did. But
0: I actually didn't have to Me neither. I would pay for it. Like but my dad would literally like take the car I was driving mm-hmm. and like go fill it up for me.
1: <laughs> um so yeah. You're so right, though. Like, it it should be said, like, if you can't do all these things, like, then that's fine. Because not everyone excels at school. Some people excel in their extracurriculars. And it's, like, it's okay to, like, not take seven AP classes if you can't handle it. Like,
0: And once I got a job, I, like, didn't give a fuck about even trying to do extracurriculars. Mm -hmm. Like, my mind was, like, I Mm -hmm. go to school. I get to school at 7 in the morning and I'm there until three in the afternoon because we can't leave at the first call for whatever seniors and bus riders I wasn't a bus rider. So I had to wait till like the third call to mm-hmm. actually leave school. So I would get, by the time I got home, it would be like
1: three
0: forty-five because getting out of the parking lot was such a hassle every mm-hmm. day. And then I had to be at my job at five and I would be there till nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. And at that point, if I don't have time to decompress in my day and just sit there and do nothing, I am
1: miserable. Well, according Um, to our teachers, any free second you have, you should be doing homework. That's like, are you really expected to do homework after you went to school all day and then worked a job and you're like 16, 17 years old? Like, how is that healthy? It's not it's not realistic. And that's exactly what would happen.
0: And I will say, like, junior or senior year, I did not mind using my free mods to do my homework and stuff. But that was because I was so depressed. I didn't feel like talking to anybody. So I would just go be by myself in the library.
1: <laughs> I should have done that. <laughs> just become a hermit.
0: But also, I'm just bad at studying. Maybe it was the <laughs> whole overwhelm thing. But, like, when I took... We had Ape Push. Did we have Ape Push together? I
1: didn't right, take Ape. Oh, no, yeah, we did
0: with Mr. Mm-hmm. McCarthy. Yeah. Yes. Um, I was trying to study for those tests.
1: He's was a bitch. I was like,
0: I don't even know. I'm just highlighting random words and I'm not even reading them. I'm just sitting here and I'm putting post it notes on pages. And that's what I'm doing. And I hope that it's an essay question so i can throw some history words in there
1: i did it's not really test cool. well in that class i didn't i couldn't pay attention i realized there's so many classes i would have done better if i knew how to pay attention but i found myself zoning out constantly and i should have been given medicine sooner but it's oh, fine for
0: real yeah and <laughs> i feel like mr mccarthy would get mad at me because i'm like I like to participate like mm-hmm. in classes and stuff, but like not really about what you're trying to teach me. We're yeah. going to talk about the like, <laughs> <a> specific point <laughs> for about 30 minutes, and then you can give us the homework. <laughs> exactly. Oh, mentally ill, more like mentally trill.
1: <laughs> That's on period. <laughs> okay. Does anyone have anyone else to say on the topic, or should we do our horoscope face-off?
0: Oh, let's do our horoscope face-off. Um, Mine's funny.
1: Of course, it is.
0: (laughs) Just because I already was like, I don't stress about money. It's uh, conflict over money could get in the way of your usual cordial relationships, Leo. Attention to the household budget is definitely needed. Unexpected events may require some immediate purchases that you hadn't planned on. My car's (gasps) fucked up, and
2: Uh, you just moved. What? You just moved.
0: I know. And my car is fucked up, and I think I'm gonna have to pay a lot to get it fixed. Uh, it says they might require some scrimping, but you should be able to minimize the need if you plan carefully. Ugh, like <laughs> don't make yourself crazy over anything today. You will get through it.
1: <laughs> Jesus. All right. Once again, Jillian Purdy wins the horoscope face-off. Um, anyway, that is all for this week. Thank you all for tuning in and. You know, if you want to take a second out of your day to rate, comment, and subscribe, I, you know, I don't see why you can't do that. It's, um, it's really not that hard. And we'd be really appreciative and give you a shout out.
0: Um, honestly, if you don't like our podcast, I encourage you even more so to leave a review because I would like to be emotionally berated and I feel like I just need to be humbled. Mm-hmm. So
2: I would agree with that. You know, if you're, um, some- we need some constructive criticism up in here.
1: No. So, like, I want to
0: be berated.
1: I don't want criticism.
0: I want them to tell me why I'm yeah.
1: constructive. But, uh, but also, I'm <laughs> also, if you have an issue with our podcast, like a legit issue, you can just email our podcast. I'm pretty sure it's just sadgirlspod at gmail.com and our lawyer um, <laughs> will just get back to you. But we're not going to address any issues. But don't Without, think
0: we won't hesitate to get the legal team involved.
1: Exactly. But feel free to berate us via Apple Podcast reviews. We will take your ass to the courthouse.
0: The legal team is just us, but we're wearing those white, like, parliament wigs. Oh, my God, yeah. Powder wigs? Parliament wigs? We wear them in parliament?
1: I really want a photo of us in those wigs now. <laughs> anyway, that's all for today. Blaze it and praise it. Saturday Britney. Free Britney. Free Britney. Free Britney. Free Britney. Free Britney. <laughs>